said it. <sighs> I've been go, go, go all day. <sighs> Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And we are breathing. <laughs> I'm moaning. Mila moans. I did a lot of screaming in my car today. Mm. You ever done that by yourself? I did it the other day. I thought it was because I was just lit. <laughs> <laughs> but I was emotional too. I remember now. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. It was fun. <laughs> but also, I had a lot to release and I was alone. So I was like, this is the time. Now's the time. To, maybe that's why I've had a headache for two days. Because <laughs> you've been screaming? Top of my lungs down in Hollywood, down West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most LA shit I ever heard. <laughs> I was in WeHo. I was over at WeHo Beaches. I was breaking it down and I got in the car by myself. I just had a fucking scream fest all the way down Santa Monica. <laughs> Lit on the fucking tequila. You should try it. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, hi, guys. What's up? Hello. Um, I'm high. I haven't been smoking that much, so a little bit goes a long way, I've noticed here in these just fucking smoking streets for me. Um, it's a beautiful day. Um, how are you feeling? I feel really good. It's really hot in the valley, but I prefer it. And You look very summery. You're looking very like this is i'm in summer this is like my ideal you guys if you don't go to youtube go to youtube because this <laughs> very outfit this is my ideal like everyday uniform i want to really? wear like i do like i want to wear very short florals like i like floral prints and i want them to be like short and kind of like dainty and like I never do this of you because i never can find them <laughs> i can never find them and then they get like i don't know wear them out and then i can't find another one for like another like 10 years but like this is my preferred look Short, strappy florals. Beautiful. Or see-through. Yeah. See-through, I guess. I can I could occur. I don't know if this is my ideal look. I'm giving like, I don't know, I cut the sleeves off and feeling like a biker. You look, you, I like that. And I have to go home little, and cut like, mine. A little like, you know, femme mask. Femme. masculine. Femme mask? Did you just make that up? Femme mask. Like Tapping a, into my bi-fun, you know, leaning heavier on like. It's know. called like a stem? Like a, a st oh, is that? I don't know. You know. You're the former, you're I'm the the former, former lesbian. lesbian. Yeah, you need to know all the terms. You're the former lesbian. I'm the former lesbian. I'm just the by fun of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fairy of the podcast, the sex of the podcast. You are the by fun. I'm the former lesbian of the podcast. <laughs> Speaking as a former lesbian from the LGBTQ+, I have to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Wait, God. I wrote that in our book. So we're writing a book, and, you know, the editor, re like, reads edits the shit so i'm like yeah my former lesbian days and like on the note she's like this may come off offensive <laughs> i was like why i'm a former lesbian i'm still highly in the community just not right now <laughs> like whatever i'll change the wording but i meant what i said <laughs> oh my god you, know, you gotta be so politically correct these days um or they're gonna come for you everyone all of them <laughs> We are them. Also, <laughs> we will also come for you. Oh shit! Okay. Anyway, you guys, um, I'm done because I'm high now, and um, I'm also really excited, super excited, because we have manifested a guest that I've been lightly stalking. I don't know, maybe for like two years or so. I don't know when my stalking of you started, my love. But I could probably look it up in our emails. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> actually, I should have opened the DMs. It was probably like, hey, hi, hi, it's with hi. like a star, like maybe she'll, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, we have Imani. We 
We have the Hood Healer. We have Ocean's Mama. We have Bad Beach. We have what else? Just LA Native. What do we call you? A, a Night Fairy Witch. Night Fairy Witch. Ooh. Ethereal One. Earth Angel. Yes. Just levitator of all things. Yes. Welcome to the show, Mama. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. We've manifested We're you here. So happy to have you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. You're you're like a you're a local of LA now, or you're a local of LA. Period. A valley, but, but now you're a valley girl like us. I am a valley girl. <laughs> I love it. I just hate getting here. What do you mean? Like, like the traffic? I know. Well, if if well, you stay you're here, the the goal is to get here and not go anywhere, unless it's after you gotta eight. Go That's other places. You have to in order to do. You things. have to curate. You have to curate at the right time, though. Like after ten a.m. After 8 p.m. Yeah, 7.30, 7.15-ish. Don't go anywhere before that. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't caught the sweet spot. I'm always trying. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start saying, no, I can't come. Well, we had so many people so excited to have you on the show. I was telling you, we had like, I swear, like 100 people write in every type of question. A lot of questions about food. I don't know why. Do you do food? Are you, do you cook a lot? Did I, I miss that cook. part? I was like, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you just be asking her some more recipes? I do cook, and I was a former chef, but oh, oh, I don't what? really like share. Well, I do. I guess I do cook online. What was your specialty? Um, I didn't really have a particular specialty. It was um, uh, more artisan food, mm-hmm. Caribbean. I tried. The chef thing didn't really work out for me, so <laughs> I don't really like. I don't know. I just be cooking dinner. That's interesting. I can barely. Apparently, you've been really cooking dinner because everybody has questions. That was, that was in my discovery phase. <laughs> I was the kitchen goddess at one point online, so I don't know. Oh, that maybe was, that's why. Interesting. I don't know. Like you had like a YouTube. No, I had an Instagram. Oh, the kitchen goddess. Yeah, I wasn't consistent. I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> I eat good. I've been eating a lot. You do? You so you look you like you, you just I don't I re- it doesn't reflect. God should be taking care of you. Just take the rest. I've been eating good too, girl. I feel you. <laughs> um so tell me about your journey then from food to now. <laughs> your discovery so, phase to tell now. Me everything between your discovery phase till <laughs> so now. How did you become the hood healer? I I would I don't actually know that part. I just know the part where I, I feel like to- I was running from the hood healer. I was trying to do everything but the hood healer, and it just was not working. Um, culinary being one of them, mm. <laughs> and um, just a unfortunate series of events. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> my father passed away, and um, I then shortly was. Ki- after was kicked out of the house and in the streets and just making life harder than it needed to be and choosing every, just making every poor decision that I could for myself. And I just landed flat on my face. And it became a point where I just could not ignore spirit. Mm. And so, Obviously, work was not, I just could not keep a job. I could not, I just could not keep it together, y'all. It was, it was like, I was really denying the, I was denying myself, and I didn't realize it. 
and um, I started pulling cards. I started pulling cards at Simply Wholesome for fun. I was working at Simply Wholesome waitressing. If y'all don't know Simply Wholesome, it's like a staple in L.A. Mm-hmm. I was waitressing at Simply Wholesome, pulling cards on my lunch break. I started pulling cards for people in the restaurant. It started to become a thing. Started staying after work to pull cards. Started to really become a thing. I stopped working, but was still there pulling cards. <laughs> and it just, it was something I couldn't deny. Wow. It's always been a gift, but I feel like it's always been misguided. How did your gifts show up? Like, if you say it's always been a gift, so as a child then as well, did you feel like... So as a child, I would always have feelings. As a child, I would be having dreams and visions and things, but my parents did not support it. They did not encourage it. They were... Did you grow up in a religious household or... Not at all, but they just were not... It was just too much Mm -hmm. because it almost read as schizophrenia when I was younger. Like, it was... They didn't know what the hell was wrong. Like, what... (laughs) I was doing all type of testing. I would just not be able to focus. I would be looking at you and hearing. And then it stopped. Like abruptly? Like, Like how old were you? Maybe like... Like sixth grade. Mm. And I think that there was a trauma thing, which I still haven't unpacked. But something happened... Maybe testing, I don't know, being excluded, getting pulled out of classroom. Something happened to where it just stopped. And then when my father passed, it started to become a thing that I couldn't ignore. Do you think you, like, it stopped also because you thought maybe, like, your lack of focus or other people were saying that maybe something was wrong? Like, it made. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was trying to figure out what was wrong and I wasn't trying to focus on what was right. How do they show up for you though? Like, was it was it scary for you though? Like, aside from like them putting their like fears on you, like when it started showing up, is it is, is it dreams? Is it was it like a a, a voice, a calling? Like, I used an to have I used to have really at first. No, it was not always positive. I used to have really bad sleep paralysis, so I was afraid of it. And then I would have. Um, so sleep paralysis is like when you can't wake up, but you're yeah. awake, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just feel like something's on you, something's on your chest, really. You can't speak sometimes. But you can't, when you can't move. I had that a lot as a child, too. I had yeah. that, too. And I in, in in situations, too, where I was, where I would see things as well. And I would, I got scared as well. And like, until I remember when it's, when I stopped ex- seeing shit and experiencing it, because I would get scared. Then I told my parents and they'd be like, that's not real. And I was like, no, it was real. <laughs> and then it turns off. Because I, I think a lot of children are open to um, experiencing energy and spirits. And mm-hmm. and I think most, probably all children, to be honest. We scare them out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was definitely scared out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now as an adult, how do you, like... You said when your father passed away, that's kind of like when it started to kind of... You know, I was... You asked if I was born or was raised in a religious household. I wasn't. God was present, but not um, enough. And I feel like had I had a stronger relationship with spirit, a stronger relationship with God, then I probably wouldn't have been so afraid 
but I didn't have any guidance. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like negative, taboo. My child is strange. You know? Mm -hmm. Do you think as a parent now, like how would you, I mean, are you, I guess because you're now you have a little human that you can kind of like redo this whole thing with, you know, and actually bring so much excitement into tapping into mm -hmm. herself and in tapping into what everybody else, what everybody else is kind of blocked out. Like, mm -hmm. how do you plan on like, I guess, encouraging that with Ocean? I can tell Ocean is gifted. I can tell like, she's very, she's a Virgo. And she is like very, yeah. <laughs> she is very observant. She has excellent eye contact. And when she looks at you, she speaks. And so I will see her holding conversations, you know, and um, I'll ask her, who are you talking to? You know, who is that? Who's visiting? Would y'all, you know, just, just trying to embrace her. Mm -hmm. I really want to embrace her. That's, that's so beautiful and exciting as a parent. I think even for us, like us trying to like, I guess teach our kids like just to believe in magic, you know, believe Some, in the magic. Believe in yourself. Yes. You are the magic. Right. Yes. And that it's all around us. And yeah, it's just, it's really, it's dope. It's unfortunate that like it feels, it feels and it is that we are born with that and we're imaginative and we're playful and we can have conversations and like live out these entire scenarios in our minds. And then as you get older, you're told that like that's strange or this is weird or this doesn't exist. But like, I think a part of like even this journey for us has been the discovery that like, bitch, everything we want, we really can have, you truly. know, like truly discovering, rediscovering the magic and like the synchronicity of life. It was like, that's why it's really easy to do this because it's fun. You know, like mm. I feel like I'm being quenched because I, my imagination is running wild and then I'm seeing it come to fruition. And like, uh, hold, like being mothers of daughters who have the opportunity to hold on to that imaginative, like fun, free spirited thing where it's like, who gives a fuck who's here? Like, you wanna dance? Let's dance here. Let's twirl. You wanna cartwheel? Like, my mom will cartwheel in the plaza because she didn't give a fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, instilling that in our children so early mm -hmm. and letting them like be free in that way as little black women in training mm -hmm. <laughs> i feel like it's so it's magical and it's 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 shifting shit on a, in a major way even if it seems like you know and just in a, within our households i think it's dope even with luna um i'll have her pull How old's luna? seven mm -hmm. she'll be eight but also super intuitive and like mad like very sure of herself but i have her pull cards and then like what does this one look like to you like what if you put them together if it was a story what do you think that means mm. like just so she's like just even trusting as, herself yeah, yeah even as for fun just to see, let her know that there are messages everywhere yes. you know as long as you're seeking i remember also like as a kid um like having questions in my mind and then be like the next the next letter i see if it's y it's yes if it's n it's no and just like in my mind in the back seat just <laughs> looking at you know billboards and thinking like but because just being imaginative, but there comes a point where you 
you kind of cut off the possibility of that type of magic or that type of um, communication with spirit, you know, or you're taught religion and you're taught it only looks like this and it only looks like if you go to this place, if you go here and congregate and you bow, you know, it, it becomes so structured. And I think it's important that we as adults and with our spiritual practice and our relationship with God, understand that it's such it's a it's an on an individual basis and it looks different for everybody and just being open to what that looks like because I know we talk about it on our, a lot on our show and just black people in general being so afraid of this you know cards or sage you know mm -hmm. being in this realm like it's like immediately you think it's some like demonic sh against Jesus shit and it's it's not it's just like the power to hone in on your power and your divinity I totally agree yeah I agree do you like I know do you what do you how do you define religion versus spirituality I'm curious I feel like religion is really constrictive I don't resonate with religion. Um, I think that there are um, aspects of religion that we can implement, you know, but I don't like the, the structure per se. I like the freedom of spirituality. Um, I feel like religion also is a big separator. Of course, yeah. I mean, I would say, of course, but people would are up would be up and are are take so much offense to even that idea, and it's like some people take so much offense to everything. <laughs> yeah, Am I true. trying to watch my words? Maybe uh, I shitting. Girl, you girl. 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 Say people what you gotta say. So much offense to everything. Well, like, it's so crazy. The, dis the disclaimer here is we're we are not experts in shit. <laughs> Maybe. Don't hold me to this shit. Like it might come out wrong, but I'm human, and that's this is or this or I said what I said, and that <laughs> and that and I'm growing, I, and, and I, I said what I said. <laughs> I love that. No regrets over here. Do you think like because I, I so wait you were saying that religion? I think that you. I think that yes, I think religion is really constrictive and it's confining and it is a separator, and I feel like it keeps us from really knowing God and knowing God within us. I feel like religion is a lot about external worship and- Yeah, it's like you take yourself out of right, the whole thing. Like, wait a minute. Looking outwardly a lot for the answers. Right. For help. Right. I was having that thought the other day. I was like, we pray so, like we don't, we pray so much to other things, which granted, I believe that, you know, you, you can tap into to things and people and spirits and, and ask for support and ask for, you know, even more power and manifesting the things that you want. But I think like, does it, does anyone ever pray to themselves? No. Like, Dear Erica, like, <laughs> <laughs> like listen bless up, me. Listen up, bitch. Today I'm going to bless you, Erica. You're going to bless yourself with this. Like, no, it's so, it's so interesting how we're always praying to, to something else. Even me and Milo, you know, we do these retreats in Costa Rica and we had this, um, one of our friends out there, she's a healer and, amazing and she does this self-devotion ceremony mm -hmm. and the fact that it self-devotion ceremony like those three words together and, and i think one said like maybe self-worship so, so i yeah, love it yeah. said self self-worship oh my god those three words together whew. i love that i'm like why is that why triggering? why would that, why trigger, is that trigger you, you? like you ask yourself that why is that so why is the devotion of myself why are we anti anything are you anti me? Know. It sounds like you're anti me. me. Right. Like, I want to know. 
I think that as a people, we are very triggered by people living in their self-devotion. For real. Self-devotion is just self-love. I mean, think about like, I mean, even I'm guilty of this. I remember like I had this friend um, and he's always happy mm-hmm. and he's like, ex- <laughs> like, ex- like always showing his joy. Mm-hmm. And I, like when I first met him, it was so triggering for me. I was so annoyed by him. I was like, nigga, you ain't that happy. Like, why are you so fucking happy? And then I got to know him and know mm-hmm. he, he really, he really is that happy. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I felt like an asshole. I was like, I judge this person for their own joy. So imagine mm-hmm. like people just judging anyone for just living their truth. You know, it's, and I had to quite talk, I had to like t- question myself and reanalyze myself. And it really, it changed my perspective on so much and so many people because I was like, how many times have I actually done that? Like judge somebody because they're living in their shit. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Well, just being free. Well, oftentimes if we do that, it's because we don't, we don't believe we can be free. Mm-hmm. We're not giving ourselves permission to be free. And so it's a, it's a reflection of what you're projecting. Like if you're judging someone else, it's because you're probably not allowing yourself to be happy or fun-loving or whatever the fuck. Well, it was that and also like I'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> so because I hadn't seen someone like that, mm. I judged it. You felt like it was inge- disingenuous. Just, I felt like it was disingenuous and I really I'd never seen. That's true. There's not a lot of representation of that. Yeah, it wasn't even. I mean, I think part of it could be that for sure. Like it triggered me because I was, you know, maybe the go- like not as happy as I could have been. But really. Really, it was. I was like, I never seen no shit like this. This happy ass black man. Not this happy. Why is why is he so happy? Doesn't he know? (laughs) (laughs) The world is crumbling for us, my nigga. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but it's true. But um, but I think that religion oftentimes can can do that. It's you know, with the lessons you take, because religion also tells you to like love all people, accept people for who they are, and in like. I feel like it just inhibits you from really like empowering yourself. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, do you have any like in your spirituality and your practice, do you have any like rituals that that you do all the time and for specific things? And how do you incorporate that in your relationship? I'm curious, like with your partner, like did you find a partner? Is he like a witchy man? Is he? He's very open. He is a warlock. He's a warlock. Yes, he he's very intuitive, open to all of the things, mm. very receptive. He's an Aquarius. Actually, I would say receptive. Mm. <laughs> he's, a, he's an Aquarius, mm-hmm. but he, what he doesn't know and what he's not receptive to initially, he's willing to. Try to understand. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Practices, rituals. Well, I do a lot of talking to myself. We we have a lot of conversation in our relationship. I feel like conversation, um, self-talk is important. Mirror work is important. I do that a lot. Before readings, I... Um, have like a moment with myself kind of just doing my affirmations and setting the tone for the day because before I did that readings would disturb my energy like I would have to take a few days off I wouldn't be able to do a follow-up my books were looking crazy so (laughs) (laughs) Hillary schedules and it just was a mess so um this morning, this rising ritual um, includes mirror work. And we do like a lot of 
mirror um what's the word like mirror sex mirror romance oh. you know just reflection work oh i love that because oh, in my mind you know what i was thinking i was thinking like <laughs> like my me <laughs> i was like, can, like you, can you give us some examples i thought for sure it was like mm-hmm. <laughs> like them like yeah, us like, like this mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i imagined mm-hmm. oh wow i like this one much better <laughs> yeah we like we like to be in the mirror and it's a thing to recite affirmations to your partner in front it, of the mirror. Ooh. Like you are. Like you are. Mm. All of the things. Give what? us some examples. Come on. <laughs> um, he was just, for a little moment, I was feeling self-conscious about my booty do, which is gone now. I've heard Scott. But I was feeling a little subconscious, and he would just speak about my body, like, you know, you look beautiful. I love this, like this, bite this, and just affirm it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. When you have a partner that is open, that is, knows that that that's what their partner needs to heal that part of themselves mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. He gives attention to the areas that need it. Yeah. And as a, as a Scorpio moon, I need that. So I'm a Scorpio, double Scorpio. I realized that I need that. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that words of affirmation were really important to me mm-hmm. until I think re- like more recently. And because I'm more of, I'm like, I th- I'm just like an acts of service. And I like physical touch. Like, that's it. Like, I like people to tell me nice things about me. But mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, okay. But like, what else? But recently, in the last year, I've been realizing how much my like my soul needs that to feel. I feel like safe with my partner and valued, mm-hmm. and also just in ways I think, especially after having a baby, I felt I gained seventy pounds in my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I was like, "Who the fuck is this bitch? Like, what is this?" And my partner didn't understand why I needed that at the time. Like he was like, "That's not my job to like make you feel better." Like. I've told you you're beautiful. Mm. That's enough. Like I tell you all the time. What's the problem? Like, like my healing wasn't happening fast enough hmm. for him, you know. And so having a partner that I think is that knows that that's like what my partner needs right now. It might not be forever, but like my partner needs this right now for this part of her healing. And hopefully, us as partners, we're able to do that for them. Like, I think that's really important in an exchange in in partnership in general. You know, so those affirmations in the mirror. I feel like affirm, yes, and I feel like um, in this work, there's constant, cr- constant criticism. So it's special, and I feel like it's a healing thing to be affirmed at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, social media isn't it interesting though? Like because all the criticism is actually happening here at home. Like you're on your like in the world, you're not going to work really. Like people are criticizing you all day long. You have to just like, how do you kind of detach yourself from that so that you can be, I guess, in clear vibration for the work that you do? Like, how do you balance doing what you do and social media? Because that feels like counterintuitive. And you're active. You be active. Because I'd be like, bitch, she's on. She's on live at two a.m. <laughs> And I go to sleep. I'm like, she's still on live. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, there's definitely more positive than negative. That's that's one. Um, and I don't know if I do a good job of balancing. I feel like I'm really authentic and honest about when things hurt my feelings and when I need to break. And I feel like people respect that. And um, it's hard sometimes too, because a lot of my clients and people that I read are on social media. So it was like, I'll be over something or moved past something and it will be brought back up again in the reading. So sometimes it is hard to, to balance the energy, but I feel like, um, I'm just, I work it out and I work it out publicly, which is not always the best thing, but I feel like I work it out publicly because I feel like it's important for people to see what active transmutation looks like. Right. You don't get to see that a lot on social. No. People don't show that. And that's the part that I feel like is missing on social. And I, and so maybe you're going to see it all here. <laughs> I also think like as like a woman, like being a strong woman and showing up like in a public space, um, I think people expect you to, you know, like have thick skin. And mm -hmm. I think in ways, of course we do, but women do need to be, I realize do, women do need to be poured into from their men. Mm -hmm. Like it's super healing. It's super important. Like even with Orlando, like we'll have sex and he'll affirm me like you're mm -hmm. this, you're that. And then he'll even tell me to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. like, we've had sex and he's like, say it, say it louder. Like while he's mm -hmm. fucking me. And I didn't know I needed that until I, till I participated in with someone who was like doing that for me. And I also notice in ways where like, I haven't had that even in like childhood being affirmed is something that sometimes makes me uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. I almost also forget to do that for my partner. And even sometimes for my kid, because it's not, it doesn't really come natural to me because I didn't receive that. But when I get someone who does it, I'm like, oh, damn, that feels really good. And then I have to, it's like, it's a constant work in progress, you know, because it, it kind of feels uncomfortable, you know, like, you're so beautiful. God, you're a badass bitch. You have so many businesses. Like, it's like, it's easy for you to get comfortable with someone so much in love that you forget to say out loud all the things that make them special and why you value them. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you're in routine, you're in comfort. And you're like, you know, I love you, bitch. You know, like, you know, friends, you know, you've had friends for so long. And it's like, you show up for each other and all, you have conversations. But mostly it's like, sometimes we forget, you know, because... I think a lot of us are walking in our masculine. We're, we're having to walk in our masculine a lot when you've, you know, done, dealt with shit by yourself, had to figure out shit by yourself. It's not, you know, it's not, we're not always functioning in our femininity. And so I, I've, I find like so much value in having a partner that does that for me and reminding me to show up in my feminine and to show up and be able to receive that and give it, you know, so like being poured into by your man and feeling safe by your man is so it's almost like for which I feel like women like us it's necessary to find that type of partner because it's almost fuel for us to go back into the world and pour it out to to people absolutely for sure I was gonna say that I was gonna say it's probably extremely healing that part of you and it's probably it'll continue to heal for you so that it doesn't feel unnatural for you to do that anymore. And that part of your trauma is healed and not passed on to, you know, someone else. That's really what ancestral healing is Looks about, like, right? you know, and sometimes that's activated by your partner, you know, and that's really beautiful. I love that for you guys. Thanks. 
<laughs> I need to tell my nigga to do that. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Doing some mirror work. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. Tell me to say good things about myself. Um, that's dope. Um, we have some questions. Maybe we should have some of our... Wait, I'm going to roll this up. My, my wonderful man oh. rolled this backwood for me. It's a cognac backwood, and I put it like a flower blend in it because it just makes it hit a little bit lighter. And then also I want to um, like to add a little honey to the outside mm. just to sweeten it up a little bit more. I also feel like it's a good time to like put in a set in intention. What intention yeah. are we setting? What are you set? Uh, what do you guys want to... Ooh, <laughs> juicy wow. Ooh. good juicy sex where your man tells you how beautiful and bomb you are and you tell that. him back All just healthy time. exchange yes. of positive love healthy love long loyal mm-hmm. sexy voluptuous deep mm. deep dives into your pussy <laughs> deep fucking make out sessions long long deep to kisses deep stares happy tears and laughs Mm-hmm. And then also choke me. Thank you. Slap me a little bit, please. Choke me. <laughs> Maybe with your penis now. <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> I think it's ready to light this up now. <laughs> light her up. Wait, what's the song? No, that was St. Lunatics. <laughs> well, you went way back with it, huh? Oh my God, I love that album. Ugh, they never had a second one, did they? they? That was such a good album. Shout out to I Nelly. I think Nelly went, went solo after that. Nelly was like, fuck them. I'm a star. <laughs> He was right. Yeah, he was, and I loved me some Nelly. I like little Oof. little Murphy. What the fuck what? happened to little Murphy? You like little Murphy? He had dreads, right? Yeah, he was good though. Was I like little name? Murphy. Huh? Was that Murphy? His Murphy? Lee? I was gonna say, was that his name? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's little Murphy? I love me some little Murphy. <laughs> we know who you're talking about, though. Uh, <sighs> oh my god, he was the best rapper. He had bars. Murphy Lee. He's cute. He was kind of cute, right? Yeah, he was. was? I don't know. Oh, I was I was too cute. on Nelly. That's when I was really into No, Nelly was my my That's when I was queen. really into light skin men. Nelly was that was it. And then when that was over, it was I was done. Oh, this is so sweet, this backwood. Wow. This flower blend with this honey. Really, every time you step it up just a little bit more. You like it? The flower and the honey. I'm curious. Okay, I can't wait to inhale because I'm gonna have such amazing sex. Next time you guys roll your backwood, make sure you set a good intention. Inhale that shit. Now I'm going to get more high and more awkward. This is great. can't wait. <laughs> You're going to just get more high and more deep. <clears throat> I Some of my best, my most philosophical moments, I tell you, are high. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I'm so smart. Write this down. Can't move. Damn. How do you, how do you speaking of weed and high, how do you plan on like in talking about cannabis with very openly, mm-hmm. very openly. I'm not gonna be hiding anything from her, and I would like her to experience it with me first when she's of age. What is of age to you? I feel like 17, 18. Good luck, girl. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just thinking about myself. Like, I was know, bad. <laughs> I definitely was smoking earlier, but I feel like when you're honest with your children and it's not something that they feel like they have to go sneak and do, they're not rushing to go do it. You know what I mean? So um, hopefully, you know, we can have that experience together. But if not, I would like her to be educated and know what, you know, know what's what and know not to be smoking nothing weird. And, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would be open with her. 
Did you um did you smoke while you were pregnant or did you breastfeed? Yes. Mm-hmm. I smoked uh my first trimester. My first trimester was actually not that bad, but the it was like the last two weeks maybe whooped me. Were you getting, were you getting the second shot? Worst nausea of my life. The like, last I was of your pregnancy towards the end. No, no, no the my, first trimester. The first, oh. like the last two weeks of my first. For my first trimester, I went to Puerto Rico. We went on like a little baby moon trip. Thank you. And I thought it would be good. As soon as we got to Puerto Rico, the symptoms hit. I was extremely nauseous. We went on on a vegan retreat. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Not like searching the island for a sandwich. Oh no, baby! Oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> now so, you're trying to be a vegan. Oh my god, the vegan pregnancies. No, we didn't. We did not follow through. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just extremely nauseous. It was horrible. My my first trimester, I actually lost like almost eight pounds. Oh shit! And, yeah, it was like a mess. So the weed saved me. Yeah, the weed is so mother of all things, it I would is. say. It She's is. medicine. It is, but I had to take a break. The weed was smoking me. <laughs> I've never heard that. You know what? <laughs> Maybe. That's how I started to feel, too. Do Maybe, you- yes. The weed was smoking me. I was just smoking to smoke. And I needed to take a break. And I needed to um, also be present. Well, you know what I realized, too, is that the I was smoking through traumas. I was smoking to decompress. I was not smoking for enjoyment. No, for ritual. no. You know, and I, I think also, I saw one of your stories about not smoking. I was like, how dare she? Yeah, they was mad about that, baby. <laughs> I was like, she's quitting smoking. smoking. Yeah, how dare her to prioritize her health? I thought she was with herself. the cannabis smokers. Yeah, I needed to take a break. Baby was smoked out. <laughs> and I realized also that I wasn't fully present for all of the things that I manifested. Like, I was just smoked out <laughs> through all of these beautiful things that I had prayed for and worked for and manifested. And I needed to be sober and present for them. Mm-hmm. But when I had my daughter, um, I breastfed, and that was hard sacrificial period oh my god breastfeeding is such a thing there's so many things about motherhood there's so many things about the fourth trimester that they do not discuss okay (laughs) breastfeeding was just really 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 hard Um, but i was committed and at nine months baby i was back smoking and i realized that marijuana is for mothers marijuana is is for mothers it really is for mothers i agree i i think that mothers are very like under tapped in market for cannabis. Okay. I really do. I know because I, I really agree. <clears throat> if you if you look on our YouTube right now, you'll see my shirt. This is my shirt. We this created this shirt. Sex weed wellness because we are advocates for mother smoking weed because a fish needs it the most. Okay? I love that. We really do. I think like for me I've become such a more present mother. Mm-hmm. I've become a more tolerant mother. Ooh. I become patient. I become happy. And yes. you know, I think but I also know that you, you there for me as well. I had to acknowledge a time where I was like, okay, I need to like, I'm I'm overdoing it. I feel like I'm tired. I'm unmotivated. I just want to sleep. And also like I'm in a haze. My bitch is like a bitch is like, huh? What happened? She be asking me something. I'm like, girl, what? I don't remember. My memory already is questionable. So I'm like, bitch, if I can't also remember like two minutes ago, it's time. Mm-hmm. The weed is smoking me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but I love weed and I'll always, I think weed will always be present in my life. And, and like you said, because I don't, I don't hide that I smoke for my daughter and I haven't since really ever, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, thanks to Mila, Mila really kind of, I've always been a weed smoker, mm-hmm. but I came from a family that hit it. So I was like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do because this is what we're supposed to do. Right. Like eventually I'll do this show her, but at the right age mm-hmm. and people wait for these like age appropriate made up benchmarks when really if you're just honest all the time you have to worry less because my daughter she's the most responsible child i know she probably she ain't even she when i smoke she's like girl bye right like she may dabble in, in weed and you know but i i i think it'll come much later i don't because see it i don't think she's going to see she's yeah not. no i don't think she's gonna be like i don't see it happening she'll be a drinker i don't know i don't think, i don't <laughs> see her doing that she's like <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, there's just a there's just a lack of interest in it because it's always around, you know, mm-hmm. or there's a lot la- or there's an interest. I mean, hopefully she'll take interest in some of the things that I've like, you know, also normalized too. you know, just like ritual, like, right. like spirituality in my house, right. like joy, dancing. Right, that's doing, not the only thing she's picking up. Yeah. yeah. Like being loose in your like just letting shit go and like not, you know, feel like, oh, my God, people are looking at me, yeah. you know. So it's just a cool being mother is such a cool job. It's really the best. It's such ocean is such a mirror already. So I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all. My immune system is trash. I have been getting sick consistently pretty much all year. And so finally I found the thing that is going to make my health better, or that it has made my health better, and that's AG1. I was buying all these vitamins. AG1 literally has 75 high quality vitamins in one scoop. So you can throw all those vitamins away and stop spending so much money. Not only that, it's vegan, it tastes good. And if you're a traveler like me, it's easy to take on the road. Honestly, I put my mom on it. She loves it. I put all my friends on it. It's such a great like alternative for coffee. Um, it really gets the job done. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash GMBC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash GMBC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's that you're drinking? Girl, you know I've been on my health kick, so I have been tapping into all the different alternatives to coffee and all the things that I'm addicted to, and Anima Mundi has this bomb-ass drink here. Try it. I know. It's the golden moon milk. It has turmeric, ashwagandha. I'm just done putting a bunch of BS in my body, and Anima has those bomb herbs from Costa Rica. And you know, Costa Rica is near and dear to my heart, along with a lot of other beautiful ingredients from all over the world. Oh yeah, you know what? I've tried their pain management tonic. It's all natural. It really relieves pain. And I like their whole list of things is just endless and they have stuff for everything. It's perfect for creating your own ritual and it's woman owned and it's Latinx owned. So you know, I love that. 
And right now, you guys, Anima Mundi is offering our tribe 15% off when you use Good Moms 15 at checkout. So make sure you click the link in this episode description and use Good Moms 15 at checkout to get all of the amazing Anima Mundi products and create your own rituals at home. Just, she's so meticulous and wants things her way and i i see that in myself and i've been doing a lot of releasing and reflecting in this 12 month or 11 months since you've been earthside what do you think is like is that like the biggest lesson then like or what is the I, biggest lesson so yeah far? just like letting go mm-hmm. letting go and uh, yeah <laughs> Letting go, you need help, you know, you need, that was a big thing for me, um, letting my partner help, letting my a partner's family help, you know, embracing that, recognizing the necessity of a tribe and that I can't be present 24 seven and I can't control every moment. And I'm at a point now where I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And, um, Nurturing her, I feel like, has really just put me in a space of greater reflection. Yeah. It's like habits also you think about. It's like, I don't want her to pick this up. I don't want her to be anxious or nervous going places. You know what I mean? Or feel um, weird about people, you know? So it's just giving me... Like, bitch, check that shit. She's all right. <laughs> She's fine. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that because I think, you know, it's easy to go in mama bear mode and want to control shit and, you know, call out someone else doing the wrong thing for your kid. But it does take a level of um, surrendering. And then, like you said, examining, do you want to have an, an independent child that has the ability to separate from you and enjoy other people the, and be yes, social? And yes. like that, like people forget that, like, no, drop that baby off. So they understand that it's okay to be with other people and spend time with other people. Because I think as, that transition from pregnancy to motherhood, it, it it's difficult and people don't talk about all the levels of it, you know? Um, but like really relinquishing control and, Giving yourself a break. I observe just in mothers in general, not having a break, but mostly because they don't give themselves, they don't allow it. And um, one thing that I really try to um, do is uplift and empower my partner. Like, I just want you to feel like you're the best dad. I don't want you to feel like you have to call me for any little, you know what I mean? He's, I want him to feel very confident in his fatherhood. Yes. And I feel, and I feel, and I have recognized how that has freed me. Mm. So I could be here and not on my phone, like, Worry. make sure, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a present, awesome father and a confident father. And that allows me to be confident in other spaces. Mm. I love that. I think more women need to hear that because. We don't do that. I feel like a lot of women are guilty of that, like thinking that their partner is like almost and almost treating them as inadequate. It's like, well, like why did incompetent. you? Yeah. yeah. Like, why did we have the babies with the the person? But then that... it's like, what is what is that teaching your your child? Right. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to yeah, we gotta we gotta nurture the dads too. I was thinking about like, do you consider yourself like? I don't I mean I know people like to put titles on things and stuff, mm-hmm. but like. 
a, a healer, an intuitive, a, a I messenger. I honestly hate the healer <laughs> title. Mm-hmm. It was just like dubbed to me, and I'm sticking to it because I got paperwork and shit <laughs> now, you know. But I would prefer Imani. I prefer um, Imani. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I am. I. I I am psychic. I do have those gifts, but I don't really like that to be my identity because mm-hmm. it, it put it's people don't know how to be receptive to that. Right. And I was just curious about that because I know that is a term that gets thrown around a lot. And I was like, I wonder what she like, because like your profile is Astro Bay. And I was like, yeah. you know, some people usually have like, it's their LinkedIn essentially. <laughs> I yeah. told Mila, like, anyone could be, I could be a dual- Astro Bay me over the hood healer. Astro Bay. Yeah, because you've um, had these abilities, that seems like, I mean, I'm not, I don't have psychic abilities. I don't think I've, well, sometimes I have, I feel like sometimes I see things, but like not nothing like the world is going to like, where where the state of the world will be in like a year. Yeah, you do. I have fears. (laughs) Maybe your fears are inhibiting your ability to see what I feel like you see. I do. I see things, but I guess I'm thinking that you're I seeing. I feel like as a mother, you have a very special fortitude, and maybe it's ignored, but you have it. I, I also, There's been times where you were like, mm, maybe we're not going to go on this trip, or we're not going to do this, and you know. No, for sure, I have those. I more so think like I've read some of your posts where there's like predictions of like larger, like scaled like effect like a, a large community of people mm-hmm. versus me saying as a mother, yeah, I don't fuck with that person for mm-hmm. me in my life versus like knowing outwardly how things are going to, I guess, shift in society. And when I say I fears, I, I know we're shifting. I can see it and I can feel it, mm-hmm. but I don't have like exact, maybe not even exact, but like clear visuals of the manifestation that might happen. Mm-hmm. Is that what yours look like when it happens or it's no? It's not always a clear visual um but sometimes it's like scenes Mm. or i'll just hear things like 2018 (laughs) i kept hearing to cancel my gym membership Mm. cancel the gym membership (laughs) like the fuck i don't even really fuck with the i mean i was going (laughs) to the equinox i miss the equinox I was going to the Equinox for the steam room and the accoutrements when I was living in New York. You know, that was a thing, like, to, you know. Um, Reset from hard-ass New York? Just, yeah, like, <laughs> I need to just take a shower. And get, <laughs> Mid-day. Yeah. 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 Um, it was nicer than the shower at home, so I feel like that was a personal investment. But anyway, <laughs> I um, kept hearing that, and I heard it all the way until 2019. And in a reading, when we were, I guess... I feel like the theme of the reading was a preparation. Just like I was just saying all these things to just prepare for. And one of the things was um, cancel the gym membership. And then the pandemic happened and there was no need for the gym. (laughs) And, And, you know, we learned that that our home can be the gym, our yard can be the gym, and we saved money. And I feel like that little extra savings helped me along in that time. Of course, that once I don't know how much Equinox is in New York. One eighty five, two hundred. Equinox is a little coin. Yeah, every yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I so feel it's not always clear. It just would be little things, and that's sometimes the crazy part. 
Well, you have to be open to even recognizing and hearing the, the calling and the voice. Yeah. I think also we come from like, our society is so rigid and strict and has like taught us that, um, I mean, outside of Instagram taught us that like you have to have like, I don't know, you have to retrieve some level of somethingness to be a healer or to be intuitive or be mm. bold enough to just put it on your bio. You know, there's different, there's different mm -hmm. levels, but like even before, you know, Erica and I host retreats and we had done all the work to put together all these things. And granted we had a community just talking, but like, feeling like we need like I was like okay we're gonna we're gonna do a workshop but then what are we gonna talk about like are we healers I'm like I think I think bitches are healing <laughs> looks like the bitches are healing mm -hmm. but it's it was really just in like the healing of ourselves and talking things through ourselves it's like not this necessarily like superpower but in being true to ourselves that was the superpower into relating to other women and and then like having a testimony and say like this is what we did this is how we tapped into our ancestors this is how we tapped into our own spirit like our own magic you know and how we manifest but I think so often we question it because we assume we're supposed to have some big and I'm not suggesting everybody go buy tarot cards and like it on the internet and start accepting money and shit but I I, I think that there's a level of believing in the magic in yourself versus having to like you know I think that's really what it is I think that's a spiritual initiation is believing in the magic in yourself and for some people, it's like how the audacity. I believe, yeah, believing the magic in yourself. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same as that self ceremony, self devotion. It's mm -hmm. the, anything related too deeply to self is deemed demonic or scary or weird. But who yeah. knows you better than you? You know if That's you got the whole thing. You know if some shit. You know you already know. But like, it's in denying that that you don't get what you want. Because you're denying yourself, you're denying your magic, and it won't open up the sp the spirit's path for you if you keep. And people prey upon that. There's other spirit. There's people prey upon your unknowing and disbelieving, and we see that a lot on Instagram now with all these fake pages and people soliciting. I don't know if that really happens to you guys. I like what trying. You're in your corner of. Uh, it's um, a lot of the readers on Instagram are um, catfished or what? Not cat like they make fake pages and then they solicit people to get ratings. Yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah, people give that. them money, mm -hmm. right? And so um, that happens to people who are struggling with a level of discerning, a level of believing. And there's a lot of people who are looking externally for guidance for the magic that really resides within us and I think that's my biggest issue with the spiritual community and that's why I really don't want to be associated because my message is um that it's in you it's in you you don't have to seek it anywhere and I I spend the time online because I really enjoy it and it's beautiful to see that believing start to happen in people mm. and people empowering themselves and you know doing their thing I really love that I love to see people living in their magic that's that can be very repulsive to someone living in the dark mm. it's true mm -hmm. that's so true 
I mean, I guess that's a good way to look at social media too. It's like mm-hmm. being able to view those parts of people's evolution. You know, I think that's why even people like the podcast because you can it's literally a visual evolution of something that you're seeing grow versus mm-hmm. like, you know, the dark internet and the do- the toxic shit on the internet that you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people like, follow who you need to follow, unfollow who you don't need to follow. Like, you can curate what you see even while having to kind of surrender to this thing called the internet that we can't kind of ignore. Mm-hmm. But you can still create your algorithm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important. Well, I'm so happy you're on my algorithm, girl. Because I be seeing, I'm like, oh, let me see. Let me see. What's she talking about here on her live at 2 a.m.? Oh, she's smoking. I'm about to smoke, too. <laughs> you always have a message, right? Right. As soon as I need it, I'm like, uh-uh, she's talking to me. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of messages, do you have an affirmation for our people today? As long as you have breath, you have options. Mm. As, as long, long as, as you, you have breath, you have, have options. options. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're never powerless when you are tuning into the breath. Mm. Mm-hmm. As long as you have breath, you have options. Started with breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's true. Always another day. You don't like it from yesterday, change it. True. Tomorrow is a new day. Um, we asked our people to send in questions for you. I heard there were some questions. We did. Let's wanna do you have any that you there was there was one that I liked a lot. Let's see. Um oh here was one. How how do you navigate your child's birth chart to help them in their lives? Is that something that you that you do, or you just let them do their thing? Because I think people assume because you talk about astrology a lot that I feel like there's a toxic astrology mm. happening, mm. and I've been retracting a lot of my statements. Mm. Actually, yes, okay. I feel like there's a toxic astrology happening, and I feel like people are using astrology to possess people. And not necessarily learn them. And when you are going by a definition and a child is expressing something else, I feel like, um, and by going by definition, I mean like by like reading the birth chart. Yeah, there's some, there's things that can help you. Um, understand the archetype but I think it's just really important to like let your kid be a kid and get to know your kid because everyone doesn't express the same within the zodiac you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah toxic astrology I, I think it's like a thing well I mean whenever you start creating apps for the stars and the moons I feel like we get a little scary over there <laughs> when you start seeing the same notification I'm like girl you said this two months ago um are you a birth doula? No. What is this question? Mm-mm. What do they ask? Questions on being a birth doula, helping women through birth. <laughs> happy face, happy face. No. Did I you have a doula? birth? I did have a doula. Were you in the hospital? I had, or you? I, I had a doula and I had a midwife. I had not the best experience. I... um. One of those like all kinfolk and skinfolk type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I chose 
black midwives because I felt like I needed the nurturement of a mother. Like I needed like some maternal energy through this experience. Mm -hmm. And this was my first, um, obviously my first birth, never gave, you know. Right. I needed to, um, I felt like I needed something that I really didn't, but I just felt like I needed this maternal energy. And long story short, I, um, dealt with a lot of medical negligence mm. and I and just felt like I wasn't going to have a smooth birth unless I switched midwives. So I switched midwives at 37 weeks, gave birth at 38 weeks. Girl, oh, wow. And my midwife was actually an angel, but, um, maybe like after 45 minutes of giving birth, Ocean had to go to the hospital. She was in the hospital for a week. And she had an infection that we still don't know. We still really don't know what went wrong. We just know that there was many opportunities for it to to be um, corrected, and it didn't happen. So it was a really, it was just horrible. Wait, so you birthed at home and then went to the hospital? I birthed at home, and then Ocean, with the paramedics came forty while I was lay, in another realm, uh, laying on the floor, and went to the hospital. She was not breathing. She wasn't responding fast enough. Mm. And so um, she was there. But I did have a doula, and that really helped because I was terrified about, um, you know, the vaccination process and just, like, being a black mom and having a, a black yeah. baby in the hospital, you know? Especially when you intended on just having a home birth and not even having yeah. to do that, you do you feel like that happened because of the the first the the midwife you had initially for the first thirty seven weeks? I feel like it really happened because I was not trusting my intuition, mm. and I was feeling like I needed something that I I needed something that was not really attainable. It's like nobody else could be your mama. <laughs> But you're trying to, yeah, you can't hire yeah, that. Can't, like, yeah. Yeah. You know? And they just, we were just not aligned. And I suffered through the majority of my pregnancy wanting an experience that just wasn't aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I learned a lot, too. And I also learned that when it comes to health do the best thing for you it's not always about trying to work with your people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow that's um i'm so happy you shared that story um because there's so many you know so many things can happen in birth and i'm always like home birth home birth but you know everybody i, I think that's the thing about birth it's like th the first introduction to motherhood and it's like Surprise, bitch! It's gonna look however way it's supposed to look, and you kind of have to submit to your intuition and to just whatever happens, shift and be open to that shift. And I'm, I'm grateful that like Ocean's okay, you're okay, mm -hmm. and you had the opportunity to get transferred to the hospital, and you know, letting go, letting go, and allowing that process. Motherhood to happen too. is the first. That's that first lesson. I feel like most mothers learn that lesson early. You learn it eventually, no matter what. <sighs> yeah, you will learn the fucking lesson that mm -hmm. you have to surrender, and you can either fight against it, and you're gonna go nuts or you submit mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's at birth that's mm -hmm. when the lesson happens i know that was what, what it was for me because i had a c-section and it was 
unplanned. I had not mentally prepared for it. I was just new. I was, Mm. there was no way I was like, I'm not manifesting that. That's for sure. So I literally, I thought me manifesting the birth I wanted meant me ignoring all possibilities of anything else happening. And I had learned early. That is not, that's not how it works. No, (laughs) that's not, Not that's not how it works. Like that's not even really how you manifest. You don't manifest by just simply ignoring, like, (laughs) I guess preparing yourself and being open to the possibilities and be excited about all of them. Like I was so steadfast on like the experience that I wanted to have, you know, which yes. it's like, I feel like there's like a, like how do you tote the line of like being extremely intentional about what you want when you're manifesting and saying, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be the end result versus like being totally unprepared for any other result. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? Like when you're manifesting, like how do you even, how do you do both? <laughs> I mean, I think you just have to know that it may not, it, it doesn't always show up exactly how you envisioned it, but That's it true. shows up exactly how you envisioned it. You know, it may look, appear different, but it is what you asked for type shit, you know? Yeah. I sometimes agree. it's just a lesson. Like, bitch, you asked for a baby, you got one, okay? And sometimes it's just a lesson, like, bitch, you're not having a home birth. It's not happening. You are right, going to the hospital. It's a lesson in release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it's like, nah, bitch. Nah. Right. Back to the surrender. No. Right. Right. <laughs> Just know. Yeah, but listen, trust your intuition. Um, I feel like if I didn't switch midwives, it would have been horrible. Yeah. What was birth after? Like, what was it like after for you? And like the days after and like, was that like a big shocking shift for you? Again, releasing because I planned to be home. I wanted to be at home, not running back and forth to the NICU unit and that was kind of traumatizing for me because we did not want her to have to be back deal with some of the vaccinations and they were just like when I tell you everything that could go wrong in the (laughs) hospital went wrong that first week so it was really hard and then also in the public um there was that situation with that child who was like medically kidnapped. Oh yeah, that was fucking horrible. Oh yeah. Oh, my God, I was- so I was just like on, maybe it was not a, it wasn't, it took me about a month to really acclimate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that affected any like part of your mental health? I know like people were so, they were, there was a controversy. Like, did you have, on the, did you have postpartum? There was controversy on the internet about <laughs> postpartum yes. and your views on that and whether, I mean, do you, did you yourself, I mean, obviously you went through something for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that, like we had that conversation off the mic when I was saying like, I had, there was something, but I had a lot of other factors happening that were also stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really important to be honest about those factors because postpartum depression is such a blanket diagnosis that we can get lost in. I feel like I was doing a lot of work, um, prior to ocean coming earthside just because i just didn't want to have the same experience that i had with my mom and i was really conscious um i was talking earlier about having to release and and call in the support i was really conscious that i had to be conscious of the fact that i have to design design a life that is 
going to work for me and Ocean. And if it doesn't work for me and Ocean, it's not going to work for us. So, um, what was the question again? <laughs> um, wait, I asked postpartum. Did you have postpartum? Yes. <laughs> so, um, I think because things, I'm, st- I feel like I'm still in a postpartum period, but because so many things, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. Sure. Because so many things, um, I feel like I focused on the real thing for me was having to deal with the fact that my birth didn't go the way that it it went. It wasn't like, okay, what's my purpose now? Or how am I going to get back to work? Or, you know, it was just like, damn, like, I really had a fucked up. This was not the fuck. And I still have to pay for this shit. You know? <laughs> that shit, like, this shit, yeah. Yeah. So I think that there was a little bit of blues about that. And then also... Um, having to and still having to deal with the fact that my parents are not here for this experience. And there's so many things that I wish that I could talk to them about now. And so there is a little bit of blues about that. But I just think that that's normal. And I feel like I feel like um, having grievances after you know having grievances is normal having a child and having these things still unsettled is normal it's okay but hiding behind postpartum depression i don't think is progressive saying that my issue you know i feel like this since having the baby that's not really true and if you're not honest about that how do you fix it and I also feel like black mothers, we can't hide behind those type of labels because I can't go to a physician and say, I'm dealing with postpartum depression. I'm having these dark thoughts and go through the same channels that a white mother goes through. That's no, true. Absolutely That's not. That's true. Yeah. And that shit proves it. That situation that you just talked about proves That's, that. Yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of times the postpartum or for lack of for whatever, this label and this word, I think that, I mean... It, Postpartum, the word actually only has existed for, I don't know, probably not that many years. Like, this is not some new discovery within birth, mm-hmm. you guys. Like, women, when we have babies, we need to be taken care of. There's a com- there's a community that is supposed to be built in for the mothers that isn't, and there's a shift that happens. And a lot of that shift can be sadness and things yes. of that nature on top of, you know, if maybe you're not a mom, that maybe you're a working mom, like, in, you know, now you have to go back to work immediately. You have to be taken away from your baby because you have to go back it to work. It takes having a child to realize how unsupportive society is to mothers. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, I think, where does she live? Um, she lives, I think maybe it's Sweden or something. And she had her baby here and she was like, you guys treat your moms terribly here. Horrible. Like, I, she went right back. back to she work. went back. She was like, I'm out. But I'm it's a reflection back. of our society. Like, look at how the society treats the women in the society, the mothers in society, and look at the shit that we call fucking ice cream in America. You know, like, that's very true. Yeah, it's like we need the tribe. We need the community. And if we don't, we're going to be sad. That's what, like, we will. It will we'll struggle. It will we'll have a really hard time. Is there going to be chemical imbalance? And I'm yes. not, I'm not like, 
saying that, that there is that hormones sure. are real like that not, normal I'm not yes arguing the physicality, whether or not physically and i want to be very happen. clear the, the physicality thing is real yeah you're feeling like like you're like coochie got hit by a mac truck that shit is real you a whole human I mean? has dispelled from you gorge boobs is real waking up in the sweats and all of that is real trying to like, re-identify yourself is real but I feel like if you can do the work before having a child, and I'm just so passionate about this as I do, I'm, I'm very passionate about inner child's work. And I feel like if you are, are dealing with postpartum depression, what is your child dealing with? What is your child feeling? What do you, you know? Do you mean like in the ways of like because their mother is going through this, or because if your child, if you are feeling um, uneasy, what energy is your child picking up from well, you? Absolutely. I mean, even even when you're pregnant with your baby, you know, the energy that you keep is 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 important. Right, and so my mom is my mom was anxious around me, and so. Now I'm anxious and now I'm unconfident and I don't know where these things, I don't know where I adopted this behavior and it's usually in childhood. And if we could just get, if we could start before having the baby and get clear about a few things, I think, I think that a lot of the sadness that women feel is relationship and lack of purpose. And those things are hard to to straighten out when you have a child. I agree. I, I mean, I, I I agree that generally there's some pre-existing shit that you've ignored. Mm -hmm. And getting pregnant and having a baby definitely doesn't make the shit easier to deal with. Nothing. In fact, having a kid will have will for sure have things come up. You'll for sure start to think about your relationship with your parents. You'll for sure, even if you're not intentionally, it, it happens. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously shit become starts to come to the surface. And in a lot of ways, I do think because like motherhood is it's triggering, but it's also it's a healing journey. It's a rite of passage. And sometimes like it is easy to accredit that to postpartum. Cause I had friends tell me after I gave birth, like, bitch, you were depressed. And I was like, no, I wasn't. They're like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't. I disassociated. I was, I thought I was great, you know. Mm. But there were, there was shit before I got pregnant with my relationship and feeling like I, not like fully confident about my, my purpose I was in. And now you add a pregnancy and a, and a child and the transformation that motherhood adds to that. Mm -hmm. And you're, shit's gonna be very fucking confusing. Yeah. Shit's gonna be very, like, the way that motherhood fucking fucking snatches you up but and pushes also the way that we shame women for having relationship problems with the person that they've chosen to have a child with and the way that we shame women for not having a sense of direction and purpose in life or how we shame women for wanting more wanting to be more than being a mom Girl, it, it's it's such. I didn't realize it until recently, like just doing this work. That being a free woman triggers men. It. Tr oh, yeah. I've literally seen like it's almost like it hurt. It hurts them. Like <laughs> it's like an alarm. Like they'll like start talking and watch them all start crumbling and coming out the woodwork talking shit. And we did a show and it was so fucking toxic. Pulling their dicks out. And we mm -hmm. literally 
I, to this day, it mind boggles me. The statement was like, moms deserve happiness. And they're like, what? You would have thought we said they should all do crack. <laughs> they were like, what? You chose to have a baby. You chose that dad. Now you figure it out. And I was like, mothers should be happy. <laughs> this is the repulse. Like, it was like, you would have thought I said, we said the craziest shit. And it was in that moment, even to this day, I'm starting to process that like, and then the comments, everybody was agreeing with it. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, we are so shamed into putting everything and everyone out. We're almost programmed to be fake. And if you're not being fake, you're fucked up. And it's like, no, bitch, I'm being honest. Are you listening? Just because happy, it's, yeah, it's if your- it's not what you want to hear, it doesn't make it wrong. But men are so delicate and have, have, have been fucking conditioned for so long to ignore the matriarch, which is the reason we have all this shit. And it's we're in such a deep imbalance because of it. It was just like the why it's the wildest thing to me, even to this day. Like, you know, postpartum depression is this huge like word because we like need a word to say, like, I'm not okay. That's the whole thing. Like, duh, bitch, I'm not okay. That's Did you see what the thing. fuck just happened? When we really <laughs> unpack it, that's the whole thing. I'm unsupported. <laughs> I I'm exhausted. I help. Yes. Help. There's some things coming up. In addition to that, my pussy just opened up 10 fucking right. centimeters. Never seen no shit like that before. I just was a portal to life. Hello. My whole body is not even mine. Like, just take it. <laughs> yeah. But why and why do women have to say I'm dealing with postpartum depression? Because for you to get it. Because we have to put titles on everything for things to be important. And there's a hierarchy of importance. And I think that's really making us sick. Absolutely. And in fact, you can only be depressed if you just had a baby because that's the only way it would make sense. Or else you're not trying hard enough to be happy. You're not, you don't feel yourself again? Bitch, it's been six weeks. The doctor said we could fuck now. You should be okay. You didn't even have a baby. <laughs> mm. you, don't, you're not a, you don't get it yet? Here, catch the baby. No, then it's just depression. <laughs> yeah. Then it's just depression. Yeah, mother. Well, when it doesn't get addressed, then yeah, it is. It just becomes depression and self-loathing. And and then it bleeds into your baby and it bleeds into yes. their light and it bleeds into how you, like the cloud that you have over you when you're just functioning just to survive instead of like really enjoying the time with your child, really enjoying your time as a new mother. And of course it's going to be, there's a lot of feelings, but when you're supported, I'm, I'm 400%. It looks different. Mm-hmm. I'm 400 When you're not worried about like basic shit, and you can mm-hmm. just thrive and sit in it I and mean, be. I've, I've seen it. I mean, I think about Mo. Or we have a friend named Mo who lives in Costa Rica, and she left mm-hmm. here and was like, "I'm not having my baby here in America." She's like, "I want a free black boy." Mm-hmm. And she, her, she built a tribe out there, and and she came actually recently back here too. Another friend of ours, and was like, "America is ghetto. I'm not." Bringing She's my like, baby "They don't treat no mothers more. nice." I'm like, "Damn, bitch!" So and she is happy, and she is like blissed out, and her baby is fucking thriving and looks perfect. And I was like, this is, and this is what it looks like. I was like, oh, and she made sure, like, because she intent, she basically, well, she didn't intentionally have a, um, her child alone, but she, at one point in her pregnancy, decided, okay, I'm doing this by myself. Let me build my tribe. And that's what she did. She saw it as she created her tribe around her, people gathered around her, and she had an amazing support system. And they understood, like, the, the role. They understood the assignment, and they all did what needed to be done cook for her like they really had like a beautiful beautiful experience beautiful amazing and that's I was how like, it's supposed to be and i was like wow you can ask for this this is what you can have 
Like, you deserve this shit. And she was like, God damn right I deserve it. And that was the first, that was really was like one of the first representations of seeing that in action where I was like, wow, okay. But you also have to architect your life to receive it. For sure. You have to, and you have to feel like you deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to feel like you deserve it. And a lot of women are like, that's too much for me to ask. I can't ask for that. That's crazy. And, you know, it is crazy almost. It is, it is crazy here. It is crazy in, in, this, in a Which very so patri- sad. patriarchy, you know, America's, you know, one of the worst. So, and, be, and being black. Mm. <sighs> anyway, I'm on about that. I'm like looking at these questions. Some of these are very interesting. Um, something about, uh, do you, where'd it go? Oh, shit. What are your thoughts on masturbation? I love masturbation. I just think that some of these toys that we were masturbating with um, are doing more harm than good. So I feel like masturbate, baby. If you don't know yourself, you know, who else will? Um, Please yourself. I feel like that is a form of self-worship. I just feel like playing with a vibrator, though, um, we haven't fucking some things up desensitizing i do and there's a lot of things yeah there's a lot of correlations to cancer with Mm. the toys Mm. Mm. do you um use masturbation when you're manifesting at all you ever marry those two things together maybe i do unconsciously Mm mm-hmm or the I'm sex magic. I'm thinking about things. I mean, you are doing that when you're having sex like, with your partner. You guys yeah, know. we're definitely so maybe unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really powerful. It's been a powerful tool for me because I'm like, I feel like it really is a time where like my brain. When you're in pleasure and you're in bliss in that way, you're so much more open. Like I just feel like spiritually, energetically, you're in another realm almost when you're really there, you know. And then when you ask and you're imagining the things that you want, asking for the things that you want, like yeah. really call it forward. Really call it mm-hmm. forward. And then a lot of times for me after I'm done, after I come, I'm like ready for the world, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's get it. Like <laughs> like that will help me like get to it. Um but yeah, definitely try that. Try the oh, manifesting masturbation. I, I like to think about like the house I want, like the house I want to fuck in. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to get me wet. Like me and too, then like yeah. envisioning how Sometimes sexy. Sometimes I do good. think of like environments. Yeah. You know? Like when I'm like trying to get my pussy aid on the uh on the the by the baby's uh, puddle. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me get out of I'm here. Not, here. I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm not, yeah. I'm on the I'm yacht. Not, I'm not laying on Ocean's diaper. You know? it's just, fine. Yeah. It's fine. It works for that too. Masturbation manifestation one on one on Patreon. I'm focus. Yeah. I'm try that. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like that. Because sometimes it's like, how can you like, get sexy and also think about, you know, the amount of money you. Have. Well, they both correlate. The money amount of money you want in your account and my place is getting wet. Will happen simultaneously. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah no, it mm. does. Mm-hmm. All the money I'm gonna like spend with my lover, yeah. spending all my money, yeah, doing the things we want. Yeah, like just like, babe, just like sprinkle the hundreds down on me while I like roll around in them and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, wait. So, it's, is it tarot time? Should we do tarot? It is tarot time. Oh my god, we're doing tarot with the hood healer. I can't believe it. This is fucking crazy. Finally, shit. Oh, shit. Um. Okay, so. You pulled the hair font. 
I did. Which is interesting. Um, I'm I want to read it in reverse. Like the Hierophant in reverse is a spiritual teacher, also someone who uh, challenges the status quo and is rebellious in their nature. Mm. They um, generally have a good nature, but they're someone who questions things. And um, I, when I think of the Hierophant, I feel like the, I think of like someone throwing the stone in the water and I kind of think of myself like that. Like, I feel like I just throw the stone in the water and it just ripples out, you know? Mm. And people just kind of run with these ideas that I throw out there. So I like that card. And this is a new deck to me. I feel like I've heard, I might even have this deck, but I like that. Yeah, I love Carol's that. not really my thing though. No, what's your thing? Um, Just reading. Reading, so yeah, like- I like oracle cards. Tarot, I feel like is limiting because um, there's more, there's like, there's a definitions, whereas the Oracle, you are not restricted. You can just um, interpret. Yeah. And I feel like that strengthens your imagination and strengthens, strengthens your intuition. Mm, yeah. I feel like when I'm reading tarot, like I'm kind of not, I'm just not using my gift. Mm. Oh, well, like me, <laughs> like I just go to the bitty tarot.com. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's surely, I'm surely dependent on it now. And I'll, you know what? You I get an oracle deck. I, I yeah, I'll try. I'm gonna try. This is just like I'm like. Let me just look at that. Um, but I we I, we never do them upside down because oh, then it gets crazy. I'm like, let me just do them upright. And I can never figure out <laughs> like, was it upside reverse. down? Was it? I I can I never. I'm like, who am I giving it to? Which way is it upside down? I get confused. Really Sometimes easy. reverse messages are positive. Okay, that's what I was like. Mm -hmm. Let me stay, let me just stay away from the upside down world. Um, but this I'll read the reverse today since you pulled it. Um, in its most positive form, the Hierophant reversed reminds you that you are your own teacher. All the wisdom you seek comes from, from within, not from some external source of power. Did we not just say this? Mm -hmm. You are being guided to follow your own path and adopt your own spiritual belief system rather than blindly following others. It may feel unsettling at first as you make your own way, but over time, Come on, spirit. you will learn what? to trust yourself and tap into your inner knowledge. Others may question your motivations to go against tradition, but you know deep within now, that now is the time. Uh, you no longer need external approval to succeed. Yes. You're ready to go at, go in alone and do it your way, even if that means going against con convention. Give yourself permission to trust your inner guidance system as you create your own path forward. Mm. I love that. I mean... Is that on Biddy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Biddy having... Biddy. They have some good breakdowns. Yeah. But that... Wow. Literally what we just... I feel like that... Yeah. It's pretty accurate. I feel like that's me. Use a hierophant. What is a hierophant exactly? King? King? It's like the masculine of the high priestess, yeah. I believe. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, high priest energy, big dick energy. Oh, yes. We love that. Mm -hmm. Especially when it actually matches. Okay. Right, <laughs> right. Can we have both, please? Yes. Like, it's like, can the thighs match, match the ass? <laughs> can the BDE match the, the BDE? BDE? Okay. The BDE? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, the guys. Show. I like this. I really, um, I admire what you guys are doing. Thank here. you. Thank you. And I feel that um, it's it's empowering to me, and I feel that it's empowering to so many women 
to see you embracing yourself and embracing motherhood and showing that you can do it both unapologetically. I think that's really beautiful. And as a new mom, I'm, I truly appreciate the representation and just the authenticity and the space um, to be that. I really, I, I like that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doing in here. I appreciate yeah. you yeah. for coming to fuck with us. And now you're officially a valley girl. We're in the neighborhood. Now you're officially a good mom who makes bad choices. Even the good mom, bad choices yeah. club, girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to make better choices. No, the bad is not always Sometimes good. it's fun. Sometimes good. the naughty choices are fun. And the ones that aren't, you learn from. You know, like dropping that baby off for three weeks. You know, some people might say that's bad. No, bitch, that's good. That's necessary. Yeah. I love that. Know. Well, then if that's a bad choice, baby. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's typically what they are at this point. Yeah. Um, Challenging the status quo on what's bad, you know. Sometimes you got to get a little ratchet on the weekends with your head rat friends, and that's us. And that's okay. <laughs> Balance. 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 So anytime you want to get hood rat with uh, some two Valley girls in the eight one eight, you know, okay. you know where we're at. We're down the street. We're right yeah, here. Yeah, real close. <laughs> um, can you tell the people where they can find you? Um, the people can find me on OnlyFans right now. Oh, Maybe. really? Okay, I'm gonna have to go subs- do the little subscription. Yeah, people can find me on OnlyFans. It's all spiritual content. Oh, yeah, I was hoping to see some titties. You're not reading oracle cards with your titties out. No, but come on. No, can I get a private reading? Content. I'm, I'm not really. Um, I do the lives, but I don't really post too much. But I am working on some things. So tap in with me on OnlyFans. I'm kind of going like underground, going rogue, going rogue. Kind of going rogue. Like that, yeah, it's cool. And sometimes yeah. you gotta, you know, get off, get off one or two or three. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a newsletter? I have OnlyFans. Okay. It's <laughs> only way. I have OnlyFans. We will link. Yeah. She's OnlyFans. I have OnlyFans. I'm the Hood Healer on Instagram. You could Google me. I'm not too hard to find, but I just, um, I'm a little recluse. I'm becoming recluse. Well, you're still like in your like nesting, I, yeah. yeah. Like get a no, get, it's, it's that, and also pay me. It's also pay me, and it's I feel also, like also it's like I'm not for everybody, right? You and know, like, what I don't mean? need like, everyone. I don't want to get get everyone's energy on me and their judgments. And OnlyFans, if you really want to know what I'm talking about, you got to come over here and see what the fuck invest I'm about. invest yes. for the messages. Yeah, I support that. And people are probably there because they fuck with you, and that I feels like a lot yeah. more of a positive space to be in because the internet can be weird. It's a very weird place right now. It is. Stay safe. Well, stay safe out here. Okay. Web protection, internet protection. <laughs> what does that look like? Put them over my whole body. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank baby. y'all. Um, yeah. You know where to find us. Good moms underscore bad choices. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy the show, don't be stingy. Fucking like and review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We have a live show coming up. If you're on the East Coast in Chicago, New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, come kick it with us. Come hang out. It's Good Moms Gone Wild. And, you know, one thing we know how to do is go wild. So come join us and... Catch us on Patreon. Join our Discord. We have a huge community of moms over there. We're doing a lot of fun shit. We're sharing nudes. We're affirming each other. We're just talking our shit and connecting in a real raw space. And you can find a mom close to you. Find the Erica to your Jamila. And because 
motherhood can be a lonely place, but we're here. We are here. The Discord is here. It is a cool it is a cool space. I fucking love our Discord. I have like this idea that we we manifest and we attract like cool bitches because we're cool bitches. So it's really a safe space. It's really like come as you are. It's really talk your shit. We'd be talking about the kids, but we'd be talking about other shit too. A lot of other so shit. So it's like be That's like important. come have some. Yeah, yeah. I think I take a break from talking about the kids, guys. Yes. I think moms yes, think overdo it. Moms. We overdo. Look at Johnny. Talk about. I talk about that shit all day. I'm not talking about fucking Pe- Pepper Pig. <laughs> I don't give a Ooh. fuck what Johnny did today. <laughs> Look at this dick pic I just got. <laughs> How about that? See this? <laughs> Look at this nude I took today. I just took a lot of work. Yeah, sometimes we get lost in the motherhood and we think that's our all like the like the only way to be. That's the only way to be acceptable if you're only talking about your kids cuz now you're a mother. And if you don't, then you're a bad mom, but that's just not true. Don't forget about you. Mm-hmm. So you have to fight for that shit after you have a fight. kid and keep fighting for her cuz she's the shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.